Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Oh, it's a good morning in New York City today. New York football. Just talking on 98.7. Rick and DiPietro, that, that, uh, that, uh, those, those, like, to, to wake up in the morning and say it's a good day in New York football, boy, it's been a while. <laughs> Harry Douglas in for Jay today. Pinch hitting. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Guys, Giants 27, Packers 22. Giants are 4-1. and one. They have one loss on the season where they were hanging tight with the Cowboys, whose defense has been like all world this year. It's emerged. Whose quarterback never loses, right? And, and, and that game was a game. Could have gone either way until the very end. The, the Giants' defense finally... They just gave up. Uh, they were giving up yards on the ground in the air. But that was at the end of the game. Until then, it was anyone's ball game. Maybe the Giants are actually good. They just beat the Packers, Key. Maybe they are. They were number nine in my power ranking last week. So that will obviously change based on a couple of losses by a few teams this past weekend. The Giants might be good, though. They, they might be a good football team. Um, you know, obviously, they lost to the Cowboys a couple weeks ago. They've yet to play the Philadelphia Eagles and the Cowboys and Eagles right now. Most people would say they're the leader of the pack within the division. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like the way Daniel Jones is playing. Saquon Barkley obviously has been Saquon Barkley all year long. The defense is coming to the party and playing now. The receivers that they found on the scrap heat is all of a sudden making plays, and they're doing a good job. And Brian Dable has the team believing in him. So I'm not – look, the record, as Bill Parcells would say, your record says what you are, you are. That's just the bottom line. You are what your record say you are. And, and they're sitting at 4-1, and one, and you can't complain about that. They got four of them in their back pocket. Harry, one thing I really do like about the team as a fan, the star of the team is Saquon Barkley. The quarterback is Daniel Jones. High-character guys. And you can see them play well together. Part of the whole thing is the way they play for each other. The way they block for each other, right? Yep. Like the way they're willing to do anything. The way they sell the handoff, the fakes, the whole thing. They, they got their heart and soul into it. High-character guys, Harry. Yeah, and I think it's the mindset of Brian Dable, like he just mentioned. It doesn't matter who's going to be out there. They still believe that they have a chance to win game in and game out, right? You see they're down multiple receivers. They're down defensive guys. But I want to give some credit to Brian Dable because – it, it's coaches is is important because you have to put your players in positions to to succeed, not exploit their weaknesses, but exploit their strengths, right? And that's what the New York Football Giants are doing. They're playing to their strengths, which is rushing the football, offensive line, run blocking, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, uh, getting the ball out of his foot out of his hands quickly, but also leaning on the defense as well. So I got to give credit to head coach Brian Dable and also Wink Martindale for not just sitting back yesterday uh, and letting Aaron Rodgers just do what he does. You know what? I'm gonna heat him up. I'm gonna go cover zero. I'm going to bring McKinney on this blitz. McKinney did a great job getting his hands down and batting the ball down on fourth down. They also batted the ball down on third down. So when I look at this team and I look at the Giants and you look at Brian Dable, this team is not going to make excuses for people who are not out there and what's not getting done. They're going to figure out how to make it work and get wins that way. And, and they've been able to do it. And I think as they go on, you know, and I'm sure the scouting department is, 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 hovering around some teams and looking at other teams and their options at the receiver position. And you brought up, Harry, what if they went out there and they acquired a guy like a DeAndre Hopkins for, you know, from the Cardinals to the Giants? How much would that help 
Daniel Jones that he gets to have an alpha dog. I mean, that that is so important for the development of a young quarterback. Josh Allen, Dayball's done this already, right? Josh Allen, what, he, once he was already improving, improving, then they bring in Diggs. And now he tears rocket ship to the moon. Got to have and, a, a number What it one does, guy. though, Max, you have a guy in DeAndre Hopkins whose catch radius is, is Ooh, outrageous, ridiculous. right? You can put it anywhere near him. He has huge hands, and he's going to make the play. They don't have that right now. They're Right now, honestly, they're hoping their receivers – they believe in them, but they're also hoping that their receivers can make the plays versus just knowing that dog and that alpha man out there is going to make that play in every situation possible. Like I said earlier this year, Max, it was an evaluation period for the New York Giants. And if, and if something comes along – and then all of a sudden, you got a situation where it's like, well, maybe we're evaluating, but we're evaluating and we're <laughs> winning and we're in the mix. Let's not just throw it away. And yep. now they're in the mix. They're in the mix. By the way, Dan Graziano. Dan Graziano's not on just because. He has this article right now on ESPN.com, guys. Here's the question. Overreaction or not an overreaction? Brian Dable for Coach of the Year so far. No, it's not an overreaction by no means. They're four and one with. Yeah, we, think about sure. what we just said. No receivers, a quarterback who's a, who, who they didn't exercise the fifth year. Like you know, no, no contract. A running back who's just getting who, back. Who else would be in the running? A no-name defense, really. Well, who else they, they would be in the except running? for the rookies. Who else well, would be in the running? Well, Nick I mean, Siri, Peterson, because but he's ahead of Peterson right now. The the Giants are ahead of the Jags. Only person I could think of is probably Belichick. No, Nick Sirianni. But Sirianni's got a team that's much more ready. Sirianni started the went season. Went to the playoffs last went year. Went to the playoffs starting the season. Most of us said the Eagles are the best team yeah. in the division. You know, the Giants were picked to, to be a, but a, if, but a, if he a goes, high draft pick team. But if all of a sudden you look up and they're 14-3. and three, Tough not to gotta, give it to gotta, him. Got to give it to him. It's 14-3. Yep. Belichick winning with his third quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But four and one, man. What a job Dable's done. And and it starts to me, guys, with the play call. It looked like they got this one right, though, Max. Oh, for yeah. sure. From the beginning. Yeah. From the beginning, right? Like and, and you know what it feels like as a Giants fan, which is so different? When people call talk sports, talk radio, you know, yeah, especially in New York. People and I'm talking about the Giants for the last bunch of years, I felt like I knew more than the GM of the team that I rooted for. That's a terrible feeling, right? <laughs> that, and, and it can't be true, but somehow the decisions that almost every fan would have made are better than the decisions that were being made well, for the Giants. Well, some of those decisions that the Giants made are working out. because Now they are. Because, they're, see, here's my, here's my philosophy on that. It's all about the coach. Because if I could take you and Who coach hires the you coach? up. Who hires the coach? Yeah, but that's that, – that's, that's different when you hire the coach and you make bad coaching Multiple hires. coaches they made. Bad coaching hires. But the talent, assembling the talent, to me, is never the issue. It's the coach. Because They're not if that I, talented, Key. Dude, they, they got talent. They got, hold on. They're drafting up in the top of the first round every year. They have bookends on the offensive line now. But you can Good. get that. You know how many people get that wrong? Dr- the Come Giants on. for years, right? Many people get drafted high wrong. No, no, I get it. The Giants for years. But they really, they finally started investing their first round pick, the highest first round pick on the offensive line. And this is not, uh, what's his name, Flowers, who like, you know, they couldn't coach up. They're getting it right. My point is this. For the first time, they have a GM and coach. 
Yes. Where as a as a fan, they're like, oh, people come up to me. What do you think the Giants should do? I'm saying uh, we're, they know better than me. They'll do whatever they do is what they should do, right? Like they they uh, they were incompetent hands for the first time in a long time. Well, so, some of that is being able to relate to your players yeah, too, man. You, you, you look up. at the you look at the past coaches that they had. I don't think those guys could relate to the guys like Brian Dable is relating to them. See him at the, uh, I can't believe, was it their first win, a second win, in the locker room, dancing with the guys, and the guys understanding that, okay, this guy believes in us, we can relate to him, we could probably go to him about any and everything, versus the past coaches that they had, hell no, I ain't going up there and telling that yeah, coach Joe, my business, he may use it against me. Joe Judge, it's, 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 it's little things like that. Joe Judge judgmental. Came he came in there, I'm from New I'm a New York type East Coast guy, you know, all that, it, it, that's, players don't want to hear that, man. Nope. They don't want to hear... We're not putting the names on the back of the jerseys until you earn it. Nobody wants to hear you that. Can I'm a grown do that. Ass man. You can't do that without a resume as a head coach. Exactly. You can do it as Bill Belichick. Yes, Bill Belichick can do, can do that. You can do it as Belichick. Got a resume. Yeah. You can do it as Tony Dungy. You can do it as all those guys. Can't come in there as a guy who's never even been a coordinator talking that type of tough <laughs> mess, and, and they're not going to try and hear it. I that. wonder what made the Giants hire him, though. I just, I, I really want to know. You know what, what made is, them this, hire him? I have a theory him. about that. I think Mara, and I like the way the Giants have been run throughout my life, right? But everyone has a weakness. And I think they are reflexively conservative, meaning it's okay to be conservative, but not where everything needs to be. Oh, this gives me a feeling. It reminds me of how things used to be. And so that's what I want. And if you Parcells weren't conservative? No, but but right, but Parcells. Tom Coughlin wasn't for sure what conservative. No, but par, no, I don't mean their politics. I mean their basic point of view, where they make the owner feel like this is the old days, like they're constantly looking backward. Okay. And I think Judge gave him that same kind of feeling, like you know yeah, what? This what you're is saying? The kind of I can just look I know. at Joe Judge, like I told you, Max, before they hired Brian Table, no, and I would have told not you that, that's not, not the guy. <laughs> right. But Max, what you look alone? What you're saying is important because when I did the, the Bill Walsh coaching internship with the Falcons, right, one of the things I said to myself being in the rooms with those guys is that I can't sit here and look at everything the way the game was when I played because even in that five- or six-year six span, things have transcended, things have changed. So you have to look at things differently versus uh, even the way you may have had success in the past. It might not be the way you need to have success now, and you got to look at things with a more open mind in today's football. Now, let me tell you something about New York. There are certain teams and certain guys that don't have to buy a drink if they walk into a bar because they have provided the, the Giants fans, Yankees fans, whoever it is, with some of their best memories ever. Right now, you know what the Giants could use a little more of? A little better pass rush. I mean, Wink can't just scheme it up all the time, and Kayvon's got to come along and all that stuff. They need a NASCAR. But not that long ago, oh, did they have a pass rush? Matthias Kiwanuka, two-time Super Bowl champion, 98.7 ESPN New York with us now. Morning, champ. Good morning. Thanks for the intro. How you guys doing? What's happening, man? So tell, tell, just give us your impressions of the Giants' win yesterday. I was impressed, uh, 100%. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that I, that I called it, but uh, they got me with the, the, the ankle bait. I thought for sure that the ankle was going was gonna to show up um, a lot more on film. He looked healthy. He looked like he could run the ball. He could play. But, I mean, this is a defensive team, let's be honest. The defense has not given up more than 23 points this season. Uh, Daniel Jones has found a way to control the game and to get wins. Obviously, Saquon is running like the man that we all expected him to be running like this entire time. So, I mean, it was impressive to watch. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed it with the best of them. 
you you won two Super Bowls with the Giants. W- what are the Giants? And I and look, I'm not gonna put the cart before the horse, but I am. What are the Giants missing that you guys had on your Super Bowl teams? Like, what are they missing? I think so. From my standpoint, I always I always start up front because that's where I was. You know, I came in as a defensive end and got moved to linebacker. But we had you know Justin Tuck, OCU Manure, Michael Strahan, um, but even the other guys, Fred Robbins, Rocky Bernard, Dave Tollison, who, who came in and and did spells. JPP came in later. There were individuals up and down that defensive line who knew that they could beat their one-on-one matchup. So we would go into into every game and identify who the fish was, and we were, you know, biting at the chop. You know, like everybody wanted to get a chance to line up against, you know, whoever we consider the fish that week. So in my opinion, if they can get a guy or two, I've been waiting to see, um, you know, young guy Ozolari come back out there, but if they can get, you know, one or two guys who can consistently win their one-on-one matchup and take some of that heat, that pressure off that back end, I think then you got a game changer. Yeah, I want to ask you about Daniel Jones. Uh, Max stated that the way Daniel Jones has been playing and the way he's gutted things out for the football team, he has a different mindset of him now. What are your thoughts on Daniel Jones and what you think he can be moving forward throughout the season? Yeah, I I mean, I've been impressed. I I was on, you know, uh, know, ESPN All last year, too. I I gave that offensive line held just like everybody else did, and I believe rightfully so. But one of the things I said is that we can't really evaluate what Daniel Jones is or what he's going to be as a player as long as that offensive line was performing the way that it was. I think now um, with a healthy Saquon Barkley and an offensive line who's playing better, maybe not great, but they're definitely playing better, we're able to see that when he's settled down and he's settled in, yes, he can run, but he can also deliver the ball down the field. And we haven't seen the turnover issues that were – um, plaguing him early on and and I heard you guys mention it before three coaches in in a short time span like that's 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 a lot that's a lot for a young man to to try to process and I don't even think he understands that most guys have a couple years with one coach or one system to to get acclimated and he's been having to change every single year and that's that's just difficult so right now I think we're just now seeing um, what I would consider the beginning of his second career. So talking to Matthias Kiwanuka, 98.7 ESPN New York host, and of course two-time Super Bowl champion with my beloved New York football giants. So Matthias, we were talking uh, earlier, right before you got on, about certain coaches relating to players, how Dayball, the, the, the wind is on their sails now, right? So they went for the two-point conversion with Saquon. He didn't come in f- like fronting in a way that, that it seemed like Joe Judge did, et cetera. And, and the guys were talking, Harry and Key were talking about how certain coaches relate to players and how that could make mm-hmm. a difference. And I think back to your two Super Bowls and Tom Coughlin. Coughlin was not relating to players. Coughlin was strict old school. If you're not five minutes early, you're late. And I remember at the time, like a player committee, a leadership committee formed and approached him about changing the way he did things. And he was, he was as stubborn as he was. He was open-minded enough to listen to that, make a few changes on the margins. You guys won two Super Bowls. Can you describe what that was like and, and, and how relating to the players might be influencing what we're seeing now. Yeah, I think 
first of all, Coughlin was a stubborn individual, but he was consistent and he was fair. And that, that was something that, that I, I recognized was that he was going to hold everybody accountable as best as he could. Now, there's obviously a difference if you've got, you know, a couple of all pros under your belt and if you just walked in the door. But for the most part, I mean, everybody was held to the, to the same standard. We had Strahan out there. We used to call them uh, STBs where you had to get, you know, documented a certain number of sprints to the ball, which means that you're running full speed for 30 yards or more during practice and if you don't if you don't show up on film on the end of the week and it's not counted then you got to put money in the in the jar so we held each other accountable um but that came from 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 top down you know when um when we got to the the time where we're winning so i was a young guy on the first team that won a super bowl and i was an old guy on the on the second team and and i did see a change in, in coach coughlin with his approach and i think you know forming that leadership council you know helped him to get an understanding of you know what the what the young guys were were experiencing in the locker room and, and there were some times you know he tried it we brought the music out at the end of practice and we tried and I could see it in his face he, he was like this is this is not me but if this is going to get us a win I'll I'll give it a shot so I think you know I got to tip my hat to him on his ability to um, understand his weaknesses and bring in coaches and and you know assistants who could relate to the players and could communicate that information back to him. Because I don't, I don't think you have to do it all on your own. I mean, if you just be yourself. If you're, if you're an old stubborn guy, then be that. But just make sure that you have some, some ears, you know, around you who can relate to the players. I think he did a good job of that. Matthias Kiwanuka, two-time Super Bowl champion, ninety-eight point seven ESPN New York host. Um, what, what, what are you? What's your thoughts on Saquon Barkley thus far? Uh, he's, he's a leader. He's a man. He's a leader. He's he's doing exactly what he said that he was going to do if he had the um, you know the the health. I mean, I, I don't I don't know if he's partaking in the the rice bucket that you invented, but you know he's definitely <laughs> up there. You know, <laughs> he's he's definitely gotten in that squat rack. But I think you know when you when you see how players react to an individual, you know how it is when you're on the sideline when somebody comes off the sideline, you can you can get a feel or get a sense as to whether or not that player has respect from his teammates Absolutely. even when he was even when he was hurt even when he was down and he wasn't he wasn't performing at his best you could tell that the guys were were rallying around him you know there was there's never going to be a, a Russell Wilson situation where guys aren't going to go you know pick him up and dap him up like oh like he, that's that's their guy <laughs> <laughs> you didn't just but say that <laughs> but that's their guy you know what i mean like that's that's their guy that's the that's the leader of the team but you know he puts in the effort he has the talent and um and he's he's well respected is is, is in your eyes is the nfc east the best division in football you know some you know for a lot of years it, it wasn't look you know great upon do you think that's the best football uh conference in the, in football right now i mean i think in my, I mean, I, I obviously pay a lot of attention to it because that's the only division I played in. I only played for the Giants as my team. So, you know, I played against the Cowboys a, a number of years. Um, but, you know, the way Philly is playing right now, I think the only thing is, is, is Washington might be, might be dragging us down. But it's, it's early in the season. Um, yeah, we do have a number of teams that are playing well, but I would say like let's let's let this play out. But for but for right now, yeah, it looks like it's a real tough division. People are having a real tough time coming into any NFC stadium and, and getting a win. So um, I'd say you have to give it to us for right now. But let's see how it plays out. What's amazing about Key inventing the rice bucket is that <laughs> it's been around in boxing and kung fu flicks for years. But now, I now guess I know Key brought it to the NFL. 
He was watching an old Jack Dempsey training footage or something and said, you know what, I think that's going to work in football. Matthias Kiwanuka, ladies and gentlemen, um, before we get out of here, what what do you what what Matthias? What do you think about the um, the Tom Brady roughing the passer call yesterday? Oh, I mean that, that, that's right in my wheelhouse right there. I heard um, uh, Dan Olowski was on there earlier. If 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 I'd have hit Tom Brady the way that they let us tee off on Dan back when he was in college, I probably would never would have played again. Like <laughs> this was this is a little. Um, it's it's not a little. It's a lot ridiculous. As a defensive player, there's there's enough that you're going up against. There was no malicious intent. He did not bring Tom Brady down to the ground, you know, trying to hurt him. He, he struck him, wrapped him up exactly the way that you're taught. So I think, you know, watching it, that was difficult. Um, if I was if I was on that team, if I was a player, I'd be furious. I'd be pissed. You could turn it in, and they can they can come back and say, yeah, we made a mistake, but that's not going to help you get the win. Um, so it's just, it's just gotta be frustrating, but, um, at the end of the day, it is what it is. You just gotta, you know, take it and move on. If that's roughing the passer, then what Lawrence, is roughing Lawrence the passer? Taylor would be serving consecutive life sentences. <laughs> like that's rough. What would they do to Lawrence Taylor back then? That dude. I mean, I, what are you supposed to do? How are you supposed to that, sack that's the quarterback? That's how you're taught. It's that's exactly how you're taught when you when they talk about avoiding penalties when they talk about you know like not getting people hurt the way he tackled Tom Brady that is that is textbook that is exactly how you're taught as a defensive lineman or a defensive player to bring down the quarterback I mean it, it, it's just it's got to be frustrating and then Brady tried to kick him in the end ten, y- the, yeah. Brady, ten yards automatic first down looking sideways at Tom Brady Man, he tried to <laughs> kick the dude at the end he tried Brady yeah. tried to kick yeah. him uh, I just saw that just now on the video. Don't, Unbelievable. Don't look directly at Tom Brady. They'll, they'll, they'll immediately. <laughs> you already know how I feel. Matthias Kiwanuka, ladies and gentlemen, two-time Super Bowl champion, 98.7 ESPN New York host. Thank you. Appreciate you coming on with us this morning. Anytime. Thank you, guys. You're doing a great job. I right, appreciate it. The Giants weren't the only New York team that got a win yesterday. And, no, I'm not talking about the Mets, obviously. We're talking football here. Everyone in New York won yesterday except for the Mets. What can we take away from the Jets' blowout win over the Dolphins. Blowout win. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Axe. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save. 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Meantime, if you're listening on ESPN Radio or watching on ESPNU or whatever, just so you know, oh, I'm watching on TV. I got to get in the car. I don't want to miss anything. Or I'm getting out of the car. I got... Just go to the app. It's, if you have a phone, you have ESPN app on your phone. Go to the app. Click more on the lower right-hand corner. Scroll down. Live radio. Boom. We're right there for you. Live. Wherever you go. And we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Key, Yo. Harry Douglas in for Jay today. Key, I'll start with you. What can we take away from the Jets? It's not just that they won. They blew them out. The Jets blow out win of the Miami Dolphins. They got a young and up-and-coming team that, that look like that they're paying attention and being coached up right finally, and they are not afraid to answer the call. Um, that's really all you can ask for a young team. When you look at the way that they played against the Miami Dolphins, now look, Miami didn't have the, they were down to their third quarterback, but that didn't matter because the Jets did what they were supposed to do. They took advantage of them in all phases of the game. Not only did they play solid and sound defense, the quarterback was, did his job. The running backs ran. The receivers caught. And so when you look at that again, here's a situation where my quarterback is 14 to 21, 200 yards and a touchdown. That's all I need. I don't need him to throw for 400 yards. You'd like Patrick Mahomes, but you don't need him. I don't need that. Right. I don't need that to be successful and win. And I think when you, when you look at the Jets and you look at the situation – they got an opportunity to, to turn things around and still be a factor in the AFC East. Harry, yeah. I, I had the Jets. I locked it in the Jets at plus three and a half. I thought there was a good chance they would score the upset. Um, I want you to listen to Robert Sala on why the team plays better in the fourth quarter. They're being outscored in the first three quarters by something like 40 points so far this year, the point differential. But in the fourth quarter, they flipped that right around, and they're outscoring opponents by something like 40 points. Listen to head coach. You know, if you go back to preseason, it's been our best uh, quarter. Um, you know, we've, we've got a great mindset. We've got a young group. They, they, they don't flinch. Um, I feel like they get, we, we get stronger as we go. And uh, especially with, with a young group, the more they see, the faster they get. And so when you get to the fourth quarter with such a young group who's not veteran-like, right, uh, and you get to see, and it's everything I talked about, when, when all the cards are on the table and everyone knows what the heck is going on, can you step up and, and rise, rise to the occasion? And with a young group, that's what you're hoping for. And uh, so it was fun to watch uh, offense, defense, great complimentary football, special teams when that fourth quarter turned and all the cards are on the table and everyone's all in uh, to see our guys elevate another step. And I feel like that's been happening since, since preseason. Or Tyreek Hill ran up on Quentin Williams on the fumble recovery. <laughs> like, man, you better leave that big old dude alone, man. Trucked him. <laughs> get out of here, little boy. Now, take this shoulder. What do you think, Harry? 
Well, I will say this. Number one, you don't want to just be a team that, you know, when it comes to the fourth quarter, that's when you start making your plays and your players start stepping up to the occasion. You want to be a four-quarter football team. I'll say that. Now, it is good that these guys are young and they are able to do that and, you know, compartmentalize and say, you know, we got to put our foot to the gas, put the pedal to the metal. But like he said, when you have your quarterback, Zach Wilson, I think momentum is everything. You look at the last game that they won, right, and they had to come back against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The last two drives for them and the way Zach Wilson performed on those two drives to, to lead them to touchdowns and get that win over the Steelers, I thought it carried over to yesterday and the performance. You look at Brees Hall, another one of those guys and players, and we talked about this earlier, being able to surround your young quarterback with players to help them succeed, right? You talk about Brees Hall, 97 yards rushing, uh, uh, one touchdown, two catches for 100 yards, Michael Carter at the running back position, two touchdowns, Sauce Gardner on the off on the defensive side, playing lights out football, a long, rangy, tall corner. He's going to be a good one in this league, got his first interception during the game, but you also see a Garrett Wilson make his little splashes. Uh, C.J. Uzama, who they brought over in free agency, make his splashes. If they can get this O-line qualified, um, over time, I think this young Jets team can make some noise throughout the years. Yeah, and, and last week on Friday, I talked about Sauce Gardner. I said I needed him to show up. I needed, I, you know, the hype is cool. That was one of your coming keys. Out. Yeah. yeah, it was one of my keys. It was, the hype is cool. You wear the suit. You got the chain. You got a couple little barbecue commercials with sauce and all <laughs> that. Now I need to see, can you play? Can you play football? Can you live up to the where they drafted you at? And he certainly showed up Why against then? two top receivers. Why then? Because he'd been in the league already several weeks. He's yeah. had some games under his belt. It's a divisional game. Yeah, that I, I need you to – you're going up against two receivers. Mm-hmm. That's explosive. Right. You hadn't seen that yet. Now, all of a sudden, it's your time. It's your time to arrive and see and, – and let all of us see what the talent is all about, not just the nickname. What do you guys think about uh, Brees Hall? I, lo- I love Brees Hall. I was, I was able to co- co- cover him at the college level at I- uh, Iowa State, and I thought he was tremendous, a three-down back. What he's been able to provide for this team is consistency from the running back position. When you have a guy that can do it rushing the football and catching the football out of the backfield, that says something. But I also got to point this. Situational football, the Jets won yesterday. You talk about red zone and third downs. They were five for six in the red zone. And I think 5 for 11 on third downs. That's the winning formula. That's winning football if you're the New York football Jets. Not going 0 for 4 in the red zone, 1 for 3, you know, going 35% on third downs. They won situational football. But Brees Hall, he's a beast. And I think he's only going to get better and be a guy that a lot of people are talking about uh, as years to come as well. Joe Douglas has done a tremendous job of assembling some of this talent. Mm-hmm. But, it, again, I'll say it. It's up to the coaches to get that talent to perform. Yep. It's up to the coaches to get it to perform. And, and over the last several weeks, Robert Sala's been able to do that. That's, that's what put the Jets draft for me from what I thought, ooh, that's nice, is they had the two first-round picks. Of course you're going to get talent there. You keep saying but when, that, but those – you got to remember, Max, just because you pick it that high. But on draft day – But, but Keith, on, might not dra- be good. on draft day, the feeling of the fans is usually yeah. good, right? Yeah. But what put it over the top for me is you got the best running back in the draft also and didn't use either of your first-round picks. That's when I was like, ooh, look at this. Even though running – even some people would say don't spend a second-round pick on a running back. But they got the best guy in the draft after they'd already – address needs meantime the Dolphins I'll tell you what they have a little quarterback in Tua he got hurt they got a little guy backing him up too he's like slightly you know he's a smaller guy Who, I, Teddy? You know, yeah yeah Teddy's, Teddy's six 
It's not just the height. It's he's he's no, I'm his saying frame he's, he's is small. Six two, probably two hundred, two oh five. If he's six two, yeah, Teddy about six two. Then I'm six feet. If he's six foot two, no, Teddy about <laughs> Teddy. No, seriously, Teddy's yeah, about six Max's two. Funny. He just his body. I stood next to Teddy. I don't think he's six two, I'm brother. Sure, he's six, six two. All right. I think I think it's more so with Teddy. He doesn't have like the broad shoulders. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Look so that's yeah, maybe not. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. But Teddy, he's slightly built compared to uh, you know most quarterbacks. Yeah, he doesn't. He's not. Huge. He's not a huge QB. A bit, you wouldn't make it in professional football, right? Like, man, it's a big boy sport. I don't know how guys like Harry Douglas have long careers. All right. Both Bridgewater and Tua are in concussion protocol entering week six, and that could obviously happen to a quarterback at any size. Are the Giants the biggest surprise in the NFL? From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Media. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So, guys, uh, Commander's Brian Robinson Jr. made his NFL debut six weeks after being shot in a robbery. It's pretty good. It is, yeah. What? That's what he came out to during the game. Oh, really? Be, yeah. Ran out the tunnel with this joint play. So I can get behind that. I, I, I'm here for that, B. Yeah, yeah listen. You I don't care what nobody say. You don't want to get shot. That's for damn sure. I don't care. I, don't care. <laughs> I know that's right. Hey, look, I don't care what game, what song, because at that moment in time, you're not thinking. All you're thinking is, oh, my God, you know? And so it's good to see him be able to get back on the field. It wasn't it wasn't necessarily life-threatening or, or his career-threatening, so he gets to – uh, resume his career and get back on the field with his teammates. You get hit by a bullet, and six weeks later, you're back in the. You're alive, let alone yeah. back in the game. Terrence Crawford, the welterweight champ, best pound for pound fighter in the game. Terrence Crawford was shot early in his career, in his mm-hmm. pro career, mm-hmm. twice. One hit him in the head, drove oh. himself to the hospital. Yeah, I ain't gonna be. Ooh. Drove himself to the hospital. Was fighting not that long after that. Best fighter in the world. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had two teammates in college while I was playing at Louisville. Man, actually, um, got shot, and those guys was able to come back and play. But I think I just think I mean you don't want to get shot because I don't want to say it's a phenomenal thing. <laughs> of course like, you don't. Like, 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 like I'm, I'm like saying, like get shot. That's yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's safe not to get shot. Uh, but I, I, I do think it's remarkable that he was able to come back and actually 
play within this season and seeing him carry the football yesterday, it just lets you know his determination. And when your mind's set on something, man, and you want something so bad, you're going to do everything in your power to, to, to get back to doing it. Yeah, get, getting shot does not feel good, trust me. What, when, uh, why should shot, we trust key, you? Key you, got sh- key, you got shot before? Where you got shot at? I done got shot twice. Where, Key? Once you heard me cal- ask you. One, once in the calf and once in my butt. <laughs> and it what? was not good. Yeah. Did you, when was, well, how soon after you got shot? How old were you and how soon after that were you on I the was, field? I was back practicing three days later, but if different, different. So the one in my calf, they was able to, they, the one in my calf, because I was running and my muscles was contracting. So when I ran, it just, the doctor said, good thing I was contracting my muscle because if my muscle was relaxed, it probably would have shattered my entire leg. Wow. And then, Man. and then, so they That's were pretty good muscle if it's protecting it yeah. from your bones was, from a bullet. You know, young and, and so. And where was the other one though? Where you got shot at the other, Man, other stop, place? man, in my buttocks, you freak. But I'm just, <laughs> at the same time, you know, you just, they was able to pull them out and I was at practice. You know, I was, what, three days later, I think it was? I was back practice. Wrong place, wrong time. Wrong, living in LA, man. That's all living I can say. Living in LA. Yeah. LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Want to see? <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPNU. We're on the ESPN app. You can hear us anywhere. We're on your smart speakers. You can download the podcast. And Harry Douglas is in for J. Will today. And Jeremy Fowler, ESPN senior NFL reporter, is with us right now. Good morning, Jeremy. Jeremy, can we not hear Jeremy? I think, Jeremy, your, your audio is... Uh... Your audio is, yeah. Muted or something. Hello, oh, hello. Oh, there, there we go. go. There's Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy, how surprised are you? Or, or what's hello, your hello. reaction? Mic check, one, two. We got you. Oh, you know, Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy got some bars. You got any bars for us this morning? Or only when you're in studio? <laughs> yeah, but next, next time, for sure. Next time I'm, I'm in-house. 
So, Jeremy, what do you think about the Giants and the Jets? They both have winning records. We're in week f- through week five. We're heading into week six. They both got winning records. Max, I think it's good for the league. You have the biggest market in the country, and it's been down for a very long time. I mean, it's been dire, as you know, the last few years. Uh, the Jets have slowly rebuilt this thing to where it's not really a, a mild surprise that they're, they're decent right now. Um, you know, they have a good young coach in Robert Sala, uh, a lot of pieces. You know, they've drafted well. They've got a lot of draft capital for trades like the Sam Darnold trade, many others, Jamal Adams. And they've picked, you know, good players. I mean, Joe Douglas, the GM, is known for being a good evaluator. It just all depended on whether they can put it together. The Giants are a complete surprise. Like, there's no doubt. I mean, they were looking at this year as a rebuild. You know, let, let's sort of tear it down. Um, you know, they were looking to save money in a lot of spots this offseason. They were, they were cash and cap, salary cap strapped. Uh, with Joe Shane, the GM, and, and Brian Dayball, they've, they've found a way to put a winning product on the field, and it's been impressive. I mean, they were down pretty much their top four wide receivers yesterday, and they beat Green Bay. I mean, that's sort of unheard of. Are they legit contenders, that is, the Giants? I, I just don't think the roster was built to be that, Key. You know, like, I, I think that anything they do this year is they look at as sort of gravy. You know, thinking next year and the year after is when they make their run. You know, Daniel Jones was very clearly a Band-Aid in this situation when they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. They said, hey, let's see what we have. Let's put... Uh, to their credit, they did invest in offensive line help. They put a better product there around him. But they haven't really spent, you know, big in, in necessarily other areas. The defense is made up of, of a lot of younger players. And uh, I, I don't think they're a contender, no. I think that probably the Jets might be a little closer just because they've had a GM and head coach in place together for a few years now, and they've used a ton of draft capital on young talent where the Giants haven't had that chance yet. It just happens that Saquon's going crazy and putting together this this uh, offensive player of the year type run uh, that they didn't necessarily expect, but they knew he could do. Jeremy, what were you, what are your thoughts on, you know, the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray and his awareness at the end of the game yesterday and also Cliff Kingsbury in situational football? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I was tweeting about that game yesterday. I'm like, look, Kyler Murray's a flawed quarterback, but look at the way he's so good at this, right, that – Last minute, move the ball downfield, run when you have to, get some easy completions. Like, he can be the hero, right? And then as soon as I tweet that, the spike happens. Um, you know, it, it, it sounds like somebody there thought that they had gotten the first down uh, instead of being third and one. So I don't know if there was confusion with the officials as to where the spot was. Either way, they had time. Uh, it seems like they had time to communicate that. So, uh, you know, with, with the quarterback, yeah, you would think that that's um, – you know, a situation that they would be aware of in the moment, unless you have a head coach or, or people in your ear screaming, clock, 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 you know, like that. There's some context there, and it sounds like that's what happened. So uh, a little bit of confusion. And, you know, I still, I don't know, the Cardinals are a weird team. They're getting DeAndre Hopkins back, though. Um, I, I, I'm still bullish on them to an extent. I don't necessarily think they're a playoff team, but I think they'll still be in it, and they'll win games like they should have won yesterday. So, Jeremy, is there a quarterback controversy getting ready to start brewing in Dallas? And when is Dak Prescott expected to actually return? So he's going to shoot for this week, but it's, it's certainly not a slam dunk key because of the, uh, the issue of just being able to avoid strip sacks on that injury, on the hand. Can he, <clears throat> can he throw the ball? Can he avoid fumbles? Do all the things that you need to do. Uh, that's still very much up in the air. But 
He had the surgery week two, and they were hoping for a, a four-week recovery at best. That puts him at this week. Uh, so we'll see. It, to, to me and everything I've heard, there's zero quarterback controversy. I mean, uh, Cooper Rush, what did he complete, 10 passes yesterday? I mean, it was a very conservative effort. Uh, now, winning is infectious, and when you have somebody in place, a quarterback who's winning for you, that does carry a lot of weight. Um, if they lose to Philly with Cooper Rush, that makes it maybe easier to go away from him. You know, I, I, I could see it. I could see them playing conservative and just hanging with Rush one more game, uh, not as a controversy, but just to see how long he can keep winning. You know, if he goes 6-0, and it's a mojo thing at that point. You know, the team's feeling great. Uh, but th- there's zero controversy. I mean, once Dak's ready to play, he is the better quarterback. He'll be in there. What, what if Cooper Rush goes 20 of 25, 310 yards, two touchdowns <laughs> in the air, and one on the ground against the Eagles, and the defense plays lights out, and they blow the and Eagles And one on out. the ground. So, so he's running like uh, Jalen Hurts? Okay. No, just one uh, of the quarterback two, sneak. Yeah, a quarterback sneak. I'll give you that. I mean, that plunge. Man, okay, so – in that case, Jerry Jones would milk it. I mean, all week it'd be like, oh, we got two great quarterbacks, and it would be this huge storyline that the Dallas Cowboys know how to blow up. That's what they do best. And so it would, it would at the very least be interesting. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of with you. I can, I can see it just, just from the sense of riding the hot hand. They're obviously not replacing Dak Prescott with Cooper Rush. I could definitely see them going another week in that case. I could. Just because, you know, if, if it's so hard to win in this league, and if you get momentum, you, ha- momentum, you have to seize it. Yeah, not to mention, he and I have been talking about it. What if Dak comes back? You put it, you just beat Philadelphia. Now Dak is ready, and you're going to play him against Detroit, and he loses to Detroit. The other dude wins six in a row, beats Philly on the road, and then loses, and then the starter loses. Now you got a quarterback controversy. <laughs> All right. No, but you got to play the big picture here. Dak's, Dak's a top 10 to 12 quarterback in the league. Like, it's, it's not really a discussion. We don't really know what Cooper Rush is, dude. He's never lost. He he's, never, he's a top 10 QBR. He's never lost. It could be Tom Brady. Could 2.0. be Kurt Warner. I yeah. Mean, who knows? All right. Unless he's like a Kurt Warner story where, like, you know, cut many times and he was the secret top guy. But I, I don't know. I, I like him. He's a good player, you know. Is Paul is Paulie at Seaport? What, that. what did Paulie put in you and Key's coffee this morning? I got to talk to Paulie. I don't drink coffee, man. That's for teachers and – what did he put in your water there, Keith? he climbs the pocket. How's he look? To you? <laughs> looks good. Looks good, right? Yeah. Looks smooth. It's smooth. It <laughs> yeah. looks nice and smooth. It's all herky-jerky. I, I love coffee. I look, man. I, Me too. I don't think it'll happen, but who knows? Right. Who knows? <laughs> that is the great Jeremy Fowler, ESPN senior NFL reporter. Thank you, Jeremy. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. So, guys, I don't know. Like, I, I, I hear what you were saying about the money. Like, you, Key had talked me out of the Cooper Rush thing because I was thinking, look, what if? And it was a big what if at the time Jerry Jones started the whole ball rolling with the media. You know, I, I'd love a quarterback controversy. It means we're winning. So I thought, well, what if they are winning? And he's doing ex- – and Key, the way you and I described it, is exactly this. What if he just keeps doing two touchdowns, no turnovers, 182-yard, whatever it is, and they keep winning? Now, now Dak is ready for Philly, but you just beat the Rams. Why would you bring Dak back against Philly on the road just to lose? So you keep going with it. Now it's Detroit. You're going to bring – and you beat Philly. Now, if he loses, fine. But you, got, but you said, oh, there's all this money owed, except that you could also look at it. We spent all this money on our quarterbacks. Who cares who's getting what? This is the money we spent on the quarterbacks, and we're winning. Chop it up in the quarterback room. Whatever the quarterback, it is. Whatever we, we it, is it is. this money in the quarterback room. You won't believe what Rex Ryan had to say about Brian Dable 
and Joe Judge. It's coming what? right up ESPN Radio. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.